Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble. I'm a clinical psychologist, a mum, and on this podcast, all we want is to support teens and their parents. That's right. And my name is Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm a GP and I'm a mum too. And together, Jo and I wrote a book called The New Teen Age, how to support today's tweens and teens to become healthy, happy adults. Now, Joe, this one is from our anonymous form and it's a little different. This person writes, help, I have a teenager. I mean a 20-year-old. Cho and I can relate. We have lots of them between us. So this person writes, I don't know what to do anymore. My 20-year-old daughter lives at home and will not participate in any household chores or responsibilities except for her own washing that I will not do anymore. So she stores up and washes it every fortnight. I have tried to have thought out constructive adult conversations. I've written letters, pleaded and even lost my crap on so many occasions. She works two days, studies two days and spends the rest of her time doing anything that's relaxing or rewarding for her. She doesn't pay any board. We did try that, but it caused a lot of arguments because she said we were profiting off her. She does not believe it's her responsibility to clean or maintain anything in the home because I'm the mother, I'm the adult, so that's my job. She's also dating a 20-year-old guy who has the same beliefs that it's the mother's job to cook, clean, etc. I'm not asking much of her, just the basics, but even that causes drama. She only comes home for food to sleep and watch Netflix. I'm at my wit's end and exhausted by the constant conflicts. I've engaged in the services of a therapist separately for myself and my daughter, but nothing lasts long before another argument pops up. Please, do you have any other suggestions? She says she can't afford to move out and I really don't want her to move out only to move in with her boyfriend who has questionable values of women. Thank you. Joe. I'm giggling. Yes, we're not giggling about the questionable values of women but we are giggling. You're not alone, Anonymous. These years following school are tough in a lot of households. That's sort of 18 to early 20s where they're adults so they say, you can't tell me what to do, I'm an adult. But by the way, I'm also a child and you need to do everything for me. (laughs) So you can't have it both ways. And I can totally get why you don't want any more conflict because it's just not a pleasant way to live. You think, okay, I've done my job. I've got them through school. I've got them into adulthood. And now it's worse than ever because (laughs) there's so many fights going on. Now, my advice, I give this advice a lot and I can't believe how much pushback I get from it. So it'll be interesting to see what you think, Ginny. But I think you should just declare that you are now officially housemates. 
that's what you are, you know, and housemates treat each other with respect or they don't stay housemates for long. And that just means the housemates don't parent each other, but they also don't expect to be parented by someone else. Each housemate's responsible for their own room, their own washing, cooking, shopping, and then there's a shared responsibility for the common areas. And so how this looks is you just don't cook for her. If you want to, you can certainly say sometimes, hey, I'm cooking some pasta tonight. Do you want some? Like housemates do. Does anyone want some curry I've made, you know, extra? You can do that. But you don't ask her if she'll be home for dinner. You don't ask her, you know, what time will she be home? Or you don't ask her about her plans at all. Watch what you want on TV. Hang out in another area if you want to. Don't tell her when you'll be out, when you'll be home. If she just comes home to eat the food she's made and sleep and watch Netflix, and she might not be a fun housemate, but so be it as long as she does what's expected. You know, I'm not suggesting at all that you're rude to her and you ignore her. Gosh, you want to have great conversations if you do have a meal together or you're hanging on the couch, but you've got to stop mothering her. Yep. And that's for her benefit. You are not doing this out of punishment. You are not doing this out of spite. You are doing this to help her transition to when, yes, she is going to need a housemate. Now, I know that rents are astronomical and I have all the empathy in the world for her saying that she can't move out. And I will go, yeah, that's really, really tough. Want me to help you, you know, with some advice on how to earn a bit more money, how to look for another job on the weekends. It seems to me you're not working on the weekends. You can have all the empathy and still not make that your problem. You are trying to help her pick up that baton of competency and learn how to cook for herself, how to shop for herself, how to budget. And if you're not passing on those skills to her, how is she going to learn them? And it doesn't seem that up to the age of 20, she's learned them. So exactly as Joe says, you know, we're going to declare that your housemates for your benefit I'm your mum. I love you. That's what I've got to do. And now I'm going to help you budgeting because, yeah, it's really tough out there and rent sucks. And I'm going to help you be the most amazing housemate because I bet you want to move out of home too. And I'm going to help you get there. And it's a win-win. No conflict. We're just having fun. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's excellent language, Jenny, isn't it, to say that you're helping her? Because if you can just outline, that's what it looks like. When she is living, when people can afford to be in a share house or share flat, there's a sort of a roster on who's in charge of cleaning the bathroom. I mean, if she's lucky enough to have her own space and her own bathroom, then I'd leave her to it. If she leaves stuff in the common areas, then I'd just put it back in a room because that's what housemates do. And also warn her what it looks like because it's pretty brutal out there. So what often happens, and I hear in my office all the time, is that the parents are saying to me, yes, their young person was just chucked out of their house. (laughs) The lease was renewed and the friend said, hey, we're going to a new place but you're not coming because you're not a great housemate. (laughs) You leave your stuff everywhere. We've asked you to clean up. We've asked you to do your share of the bathroom and you don't do it so we're just moving on without you. And it's brutal because the lease is, you know, up for renewal within weeks and out they go. So just warn her that that's what happens and so you are helping her to be a great housemate in the future and that's where your parenting sort of stops. And you can share with her what bills look like because she's just thinking about rent and saying she can't afford to move out. Well, good luck having Netflix, good luck having internet, good luck with electricity, gas, all the other bills that are going to come your way, washing powder, ingredients to cook with. But I think that if she's only working two days a week, but she's only studying two days a week, this is an amazing opportunity to help her realise that she has incredible earning potential that is as yet untapped. And you can give that advice all with the aim of getting her where she wants to be. And you're in this together. Yep, great. 
If you'd love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes online access to every Mamma Mia event, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand. Ginny, our second question was emailed to us anonymously again. It writes... Thank you so much for your podcast. I listen every week and really learn a lot from your advice and non-judgmental approach. I also really value the honesty you bring about how you've parented. Anyway, I'm having some challenges in the transition to high school for my son and friendships. You did a segment recently that had some great advice on this and what I found really useful were some of the stories about how people came out the other side of loneliness and social isolation. My kid is a lovely boy and really finds it easy to go with the flow and fit in with team sports, playing at breaks and lunch. But he doesn't seem to have any close friends and the close friends he had at primary school have grouped off and he's a bit excluded from these these days. I don't know why and according to him they've just grown apart. He seems okay and doesn't really talk about his emotions, but I feel really sad for him that he isn't included in anything outside school at a time when he could be more independent. Anyway, any advice would be wonderful. Yeah, I hear this a lot around transitioning from year six to year seven, don't you, Joe? Like, I just think so many kids either go to a new school where they don't know that many kids or some people have gone through puberty at a different rate and so they've matured at a different rate and all of a sudden all the boys you're playing, you know, handball with are now off looking at the girls and you're just completely not interested in that or vice versa. And it can take a little time to kind of find your feet, it sounds like your son is reasonably happy and not showing signs that he's sliding academically, not wanting to join in family dinners, all of a sudden being hostile or monosyllabic when he used to be a really chatty kid. It doesn't sound like any of the warning flags that there's something really serious happening with his mental health are going off. What do you think, Joe? Look, I think I agree and I think it's not just year seven, you know, year seven, eight, nine, as you say, I think the biggest reasons the difference in physical development and different ideas of risk taking and hormones, all this sort of stuff that makes the age group is not just one age group, that lessens as they get older. So yeah, this is really common. And, you know, talking to other parents who have got older kids would really help you because they will give you, you know, stories of hope that it does tend to settle down. The other thing I would encourage you, Anonymous, is to really promote the idea of being a floater. I'm a big fan of teen at school being a floater. As long as they're kind to other kids, you know, they stand up for someone or, or just check on them if somebody's struggling a bit, they don't gossip or backstab, you know, he'll end up being really popular. And I don't mean in the cool group type of way, I mean in the true sense of the world, really well liked. In fact, I used to tell my kids about a girl called Francesca. And I used to say to them, oh, look, I went to school with this girl called Francesca. It was actually a friend of mine who went to school with a girl called Francesca, but I stole it. Anyway, because <laughs> I'm a big believer in storytelling. Anyway, I went to school with a girl called Francesca and she never had a best friend. She just was on the floater. She was always just there if you, you know, wanted to chat to someone. She always just looked out, make sure no one was sitting on their own. If somebody was new to the school, she wouldn't put a hand up and make a big scene out of showing them around. She'd just quietly make sure that they had somewhere to sit and someone to talk to. If somebody was being treated harshly, she'd go and check on them. She was just a really, really nice girl. And by the end of it, she just really 
became, if anyone were to ask, who do you think is the you know nicest person in the school, everyone would have said Francesca again. So I think it was a really good story and I told it so often when my kids were little that I just remember a couple of times each of my kids would say, hey, I had a Francesca moment today, you know, and they would actually say, my son said example that he was sitting on the train on the way home and a little kid was, you know, year seven or eight was being sort of picked on by year 10 kids and he just went and sat with this year seven kid and said, hey, what school do you go to? What's going on? And he actually labelled it a Francesca moment. So the only warning to this is I've told so many clients about this Francesca story that they've gone home and told their kids that they went to school with a Francesca. And one time, one kid said to another friend, my mum went to school with that Francesca. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so maybe you need to change the name a bit. But that's a very long-winded way of saying that if your son is going with the flow, he's happy to fit in, he's participating in things, then I'd say to him, this is great. You know, it is great to be a floater. You might find your closer friends later, but for now, this is a really good way to be. I love that. The other thing that might help him is finding a sport because sometimes your sports team is a separate group of friends that you don't rely on your school friends as much. So often for something like soccer, there'll be practice twice a week and then there's a match on the weekends. What would be really good if you have got the time, and this is really difficult for parents who work full time and can't get, you know, to the sports field after hours. But if you can, that might be something that he can do. And maybe you can get involved with the sports team running the canteen so you can get to know some of the other parents. And that might be really helpful as well. Great idea. But that's all we've got time for this week, Ginny. If you have a question, please email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or submit your questions via the anonymous form. And if you love this show and want to help more people find it, we'd love it if you'd rate and review us. We're Ever you're listening right now. This show was produced by the fabulous Emmeline Peterson. I'm Joe Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg, and we'll see you next week.